Welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And I'm Brian Andrews. Hell yeah. Sure Damn. Yeah. Woo. Party. Hooray. You- <laughs> how, did you- how did I do? If you're a long-term listener to this podcast, you've probably heard Brian a couple times. Um, he talked to us about uh, I for- a-, a YouTube channel whose name I forget at the moment. Oh, yeah. What I've learned. What yes. I've learned. We talked a lot about uh, nutrition, uh-huh. taking care of yourself. Fasting, sleeping, butter coffee. Yep. And then the, the first time you joined us, we talked about Danny Boyle Sunshine. Yeah, well, yes. that was the second, second time. time. That was the second yes. time. Yeah, Danny Boyle Sunshine. Yeah. The yeah. other time you joined us, we talked about fuck y'all. Hey. Okay. All <laughs> right. Nice to see you. It's not my fault. You're bad at this. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Ooh, get get uh, down. Oh shit. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening to the final missing out Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Brian and Tari die. <laughs> <laughs> so much murder. Uh, uh, no. Um, Brian's going to be joining us on our full show. Um, he's going to be talking about life in the military and his experience and his career. Uh, so we thought we'd bring him on for Missing Out Mondays just to kind of figure out what he's into as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you got for us? Well, as a captain in the United States Army, it is no oh, surprise oh. to anyone that my Missing Out would be about UK Parliament. And most specifically, <laughs> their YouTube channel where they post their live House of Commons meetings. And so that has been my new mania. This week, I drove up to San Francisco. I was trying to get a free flight to Hawaii, which is something that the military people can do through Travis Air Force Base unsuccessful, failed miserably, came back about four or five days later, but that meant a lot of time on the road. So what I did was I put on um, a 12-hour House of Commons meeting and just start to end their whole day. And what makes it so interesting to me is it's like watching Avengers Endgame and that'd be the only movie you watched opening night. So you're surrounded by people who are just, you know, avid fans screaming and shouting and you're picking up a couple of things like you're okay this is uh, entertaining obviously because it's a great well-made film but you don't know who the players are you don't know what's really going on but you understand some of the stakes and that's what it kind of feels so it's, like it's Avengers Endgame if you've never seen another Marvel movie yes yeah to me because right now they're in the middle of Brexit right so they're they're uh getting through that they have their new uh uh, prime minister boris johnson he just came in and everybody's really uh you know controversial about him he's suspended parliament and then you have an outgoing uh speaker of the house john burko who has just been a personality for the past 10 years apparently and he goes order order (laughs) mr speaker Ah, he just has all these great one-liners so you have all (laughs) He does. Oh, he yeah. really does. He's the racket, rocket raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We're trying to make everybody. So you got Thanos, which is um, uh, obviously Boris Johnson. Yes, of course. Um, similar hair. Similar hair. Very close in style. But uh, it it is so much fun for me because obviously, you know, our politics is very similar in terms of it's very divisive and you're either on this side or on that side, no wiggle room in terms of conversation. So to watch somebody else's political proceedings and to observe some of their eloquence, like the way that they go about chastising each other or even just communicating positively and negatively, I find it fascinating. Uh, so that's what I've been doing for the past week. And I'll probably keep doing it as just something in the background, having people stand up and j- object and do points of order and uh, hopefully learn something at the same time. Nice. 
I've only seen uh, clips of that from the John Oliver show last week tonight, um, which is funny because you're not allowed to have footage of that in a comedy show. So in in uh, the UK, he like he has to replace it with something else. But um, one of my favorite lines from that was when uh, Boris Johnson had something fail miserably mm-hmm. and someone shouts out not a good start boris <laughs> <laughs> yes so yeah he's been uh, voted down six times in a row but there's one phrase uh chuntering from a sedentary position which was born out of uh, the house of commons in the 1950s but it's basically i think it's just you're here hearing or you're mimicking somebody else's great point yeah but i'm gonna try to keep that in my back pocket and tell somebody to stop chuntering from a sedentary position chuntering chuntering yeah, yeah. So take that with you. All right. <laughs> nice. Uh, Lex, what are you into? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chunter from a sedentary position hey. right now. Uh, this week, I, as I am want to do, as we all are want to do from time to time, I suckled on that corporate teat. I went uh, to Disneyland to check out Galaxy's Edge, the, the new Star Wars expansion there, which- Well, well for anybody who's listening, what is Star Wars? Um, it's the one where, uh, uh, the guy, his parents die okay. and he learns how to fight real good. Batman. And right. he puts that. Yeah. You've seen it too. <laughs> Batman. Yeah. 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 And he, f- he fights clowns. Right. Plumber too, it's right? wild. Yeah. And him and his brother go on adventures and they like, Dennis Hopper's mad at them for some, some reason. Oh, yeah. yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 Tiny, yeah tiny headed dinosaurs. That's the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so that's Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> Just had um, to make sure. So, so uh, I, I don't know how much anybody listening has read about it. Maybe you know if you if you live in California, maybe you've gotten the opportunity to go check it out yourself. Um, just opened recently. It if you are a Star Wars fan, it is uh, it's a trip. It there's not a huge amount to do there yet. Obviously, it's not its own park. It's just a it's a wing of Disneyland, but. What they've got there is is well worth the trip if you are a fan. A lot of it is shopping, right? A um, bunch of different shops, but there's you know, uh, it's they create this environment where you're on a you're on a planet called Batu, and you're at a base. I think it's called Black Spire Base, something like that on Batu. So you've got um, you know your kind of open air marketplace that feels very much because they got the money to do it. Feels very much like it's right out of. The movies, and so you've got you know your little uh, your little food kiosks, and you've got you know your shopping where you can get merchandise, but you can get merchandise that yes is very clearly their their toys that you could get at a, you know a Disney store, but also things that are a little bit more um, pulled from the movies themselves. So like while I was there, I was there with uh, with my girlfriend, we bought a Sabak deck, Sabak being the card game that uh, they play in Solo, mm. which was part of the expanded universe for a long time. They didn't, you know, in the in uh, Empire Strikes Back, they allude to how Lando was the original owner of the Millennium Falcon and lost it to Han. Yeah. In the expanded universe, it was a game of Sabak that uh, where that ship switched hands and so as they're doing now like you know when disney took over they're like none of that counts anymore it's we're calling it legends now but they have been because the expanded universe was so popular they've been gradually reincorporating elements of it into their new official canon like how you know uh, uh admiral thrawn showed up on rebels i think yeah. it was for example so uh we have the uh sabak game now and so we're teaching ourselves to play that at home and stuff but you got your shopping you've got uh one big attraction right now one big ride which is uh, millennium falcon i think it's called smuggler's run which is 
really, really, really fun. Um, you go into, you know, you go into your waiting area when you're waiting in line, and there's a really impressive, really impressive animatronic of a character called Hondo, who's a character I want to say from Rebels. Okay. Um, and so he kind of walks you through how you're going to be taken over the Millennium Falcon. Chewie shows up on a screen for a second, and they talk to each other. Um, but you're basically, you're going on a mission to get these canisters of uh, coaxium. Which is something out of Solo as well. And uh, you go in uh, and you're trying to make Hondo money. So you go in six at a time. And there are two pilots, there are two gunners, and there are two engineers. So everybody has a job to do. And it's an interactive ride. So if you're piloting, obviously you're sitting at the front. And you're sitting in the Falcon cockpit. So out the front, you know, if you've seen the movies, you know more or less how it's shaped. In front of you, you've got a big screen that sort of takes up all sides. So it feels very much like you're flying in the cockpit of the ship. Mm -hmm. So you got two pilots. One pilot controls up and down. The other pilot controls left and right. Now, I didn't and get everybody to... screams at each other. <laughs> I, I went on it a few times um, and I still I did not get to pilot, uh, but I was gunner and I was engineer a couple of times. So you've got your pilots in the front, you've got your gunners and the gunners you've got, uh, you know, you can fire missiles and you can fire your blasters off the ship. You are a bit reliant, it feels, on the pilots to line you up for a shot. So you got to hope that the people who are piloting the thing are are on top of it. And then you've also got the engineers sitting in the back. And you're essentially, if the ship takes damage or whatever else you got to do, uh, you're basically like switch buttons and switches and stuff are going to be lighting up all over the place. And you got to real quick, like hit all the buttons and stuff. I uh, actually found being an engineer more satisfying than being a gunner for two reasons. One, I feel like it's a slightly better seat. Uh, the gunner seat felt like it was just a little bit lower to me than the other seats, maybe. And if you're not a pilot, you know, you're you're you've got a couple people in front of you. Mm -hmm. So I like the seat a little better, but I also liked when you're a gunner, like I said, you are reliant on the pilot to a certain extent to line you up. So some of what you're doing is a bit out of your hands. And also you can't I I at least couldn't every single time detect like I knew I was firing. And I could see when something was hitting, but I didn't always clock the the blaster bolts. So it felt a little bit, it was less engaging for me personally than as an engineer, constantly having to hit buttons, flip switches, all of this stuff to make sure, you know, our, our shields don't get blown up and stuff. Right. Yeah, there's no reliance on somebody else. So right. you, you could take care of that. And uh, yeah, not have somebody either because you know, there's evading things, right? They the pilots have to evade obstacles on top of trying to shoot things, right? right. So you can do it a few times and get different results as well. There are ways to uh, like when you're the engineer, you have to fire the harpoons because you're you're trying to get uh, these canisters off the backs of trains. So you know you're responsible for that, but then you got to hope that your pilots are flying well enough that you can hold it long enough to actually grab this thing. So you might end up with both containers of coaxium. You might end up with just the one. And that combined with, you know, kind of the the state your ship is in, how much damage you took, you kind of get a, a total at the end. It's it's basically a score, but it's, you know, in, in quote unquote, in story, it's the amount of credits you get from the job. Mm. So Hondo takes his cut, plus he takes all of the, you know, to pay for all of the damage you did to the ship and then you get a number so it's you can you can game it and you're working as a team and you can get higher and higher scores the better you are at it it's crazy fun and then the other big thing that they have there right now is their cantina which uh right now it's reservation only i will say this the drinks though of course it's a disney park drinks are very pricey but the drinks are quite good 
Here's here's what I will say about it. It's very impressive. It's a very pretty cantina. If you have been to the Scum and Villainy Cantina here in Los Angeles, it's that, but more expensive. <laughs> it's honestly, it looks exactly. It, uh, I mean, I'm not. I know sure. Disney's litigious. That's I'm not positive, saying. Yeah, it's a I'm not thing saying for... they ripped off the Scum and Villainy Cantina, but it does feel a little bit like somebody went there, said, "Well, we're Disney." We can do this with more money. Right. It feels very much like that, except you've also got the Star Tours droid DJing there, oh, cool. which is which is super fun. Um, if it's a very it's a very cool immersive experience. There's a game uh, you can download a Disney Play app, and you can there's a, a sort of game and interactive experience that you can do while you're walking around the park. You can like hack things, and you can get uh, you know you can kind of uh, grab uh, communication signals out of the sky. You can translate stuff that's in the the alien text that you find around the park, and not for nothing, walking in to this this big open immersive Star Wars planet and seeing the massive life-size Millennium Falcon sitting there like if you grew up a Star Wars fan it's hard not to get a little bit emotional seeing that like real in person um so i if you're a star wars fan cannot recommend it highly enough uh they are opening their next big attraction i want to say very beginning of next year but it's it's super 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 cool, um, and uh, not not for nothing. You can get some food there; it's pretty good. It's all got fun alien. It's it's Earth food, all right. But it's uh, you get some uh, some cool some some good uh, you know park food and stuff. There's also a blue milk stand where you can get the bantha milk, which is the blue milk, and you can also get the green milk, which is what Luke uh, drinks from the tit in yes. Last Jedi. Uh, uh, I want to say it's a combination of like coconut and rice milk and stuff. It's super gross, but also kind of good. Hmm. Do uh, they have okay. the bread that that uh, Ray makes in the in That's what I the would Force want. Awakens? Yeah, the like instant bread. Uh huh. Yes. I don't. If they do, I haven't seen it. Maybe that's going to happen with their next expansion. But you can get like the wooden. Uh, like stormtrooper dolls that that Ray has one of. Okay. Um, it's it's a ton of fun, and I definitely recommend making the trip if you're a fan. I did not do. Uh, you can build your own lightsabers there, um, but that costs something like two hundred bucks pop. Yeah. Uh, maybe next time. But I I definitely recommend it. I know they're about to open uh Galaxy's Edge in Orlando as well, and they're also doing this crazy star immersive hotel experience there. Yeah. Which I, I one day I will I will go back to Florida check that out. But in the meantime, it's it's real cool that we've got uh Galaxy's Edge here. I definitely plan on going back. I want to keep I'll keep standing in that Millennium Falcon line until I pilot the motherfucker. Um <laughs> but it's it's Crazy, crazy fun, and I definitely recommend it. Well, what we gotta do is get three more friends, and then we go on the ride. We gotta game the system. We let you be a pilot, but none of us touch any of the controls, because I want to see what happens then. Yeah. Like, how can we... We need to damage the Falcon as much as possible, not right. push any buttons. And as we're falling out of the sky, you're all just like, you killed us! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they programmed that into the game. They thought, somebody's gonna do it, so we need to yeah, reward someone them. someone just turns and goes, <laughs> under 12 parsecs my ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man! Blue, blue, blue. Um, all right, so I'm taking this over. Yo, right. yo, yo, yo! Right, it's Tori's no. time. Dang, um, guys, I re- so I've talked about Young Justice on this podcast before. You have, like, we've had a full episode, and then I talked about how season three was coming back. Um, or I talked about when they made season three, and so I talked about the first half. Guys, the second half came out uh, over the summer, 
and it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yes, it was the perfect way to round out the end of the season. It like brought everything that they had sprinkled throughout the season to a head. Um, and also, I think the thing I really, there are two things I really love about Young Justice. One, uh, it's such a fun generational story in that you literally get to grow up with all these characters. Like when I first started watching it, I mean, I was older than they were at the time, but like they were all young teens. Robin was probably about 12, 13. And now he is in his like early to mid twenties. He's leading his own teams. Um, and like Superboy and Magan are, they're like engaged and there's all this. So like you really get to see these, these kids become full-fledged adults um, and you get to see the people that they are inspiring and those people growing in, into their own uh, like fully fledged heroes. Um, so that's the thing I really love about it. The other thing is I love this feels the most like a, like a comic book universe in that they have a lot of stuff that they can just casually throw in. Like there's a moment when, and this is minor spoiler, but it's not like super duper quadruple plot relevant but um there's a moment when they're out on a mission and they notice four uh they notice four villains infiltrating the same place that they are and they're like they're supposed to be in jail what the hell is happening Whoa, spoilers um and there's jails in this universe there Sorry. are jails i'm just derailing um, you. and so <laughs> then they like catch the bad guys and they're like oh, I thought they were in here too. And then Amanda Waller walks out and she's like, they're under my guard. Uh Um, And you're like, oh shit, did they just do Suicide Squad for like 10 minutes of an episode? What the, like, and little shit like that happens all the time. Yeah. Um, And I love that they can just casually do it. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the second generation Blue Beetle. You know, um, we have all of the Beatles going like, Oh, oh boy, you want Whisper? We got Whisper. Um, it's so good. I love, I love, uh, and DC and animation has been historically really good about heavily rewarding your knowledge of like deep cuts DC lore. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you have the chance, uh, or if you're still a sc- subscriber to DC Universe, uh, go watch Young Justice Season 3 Part 2. This episode's 14 through 26 phenomenal um but also if you're listening to this internationally it's probably on netflix for you i was recently abroad and noticed that titans uh was on netflix because that's right yeah Yeah. um so yeah if you have if you're a netflix subscriber and you're not a dc universe subscriber because they're not available in your region check check netflix fly Uh, to france and watch it on your netflix (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah super worth it Super worth it. <laughs> um, but yeah, or I guess spend the eight eight bucks um, to do a DC universe. It's very cheap. While you're there, watch um, Swamp Thing. While you're there, watch um, Doom Patrol. All of those things. Uh, and a bunch of the movies. They also have uh, Justice League, the animated series, Batman, the animated series, Superman, the animated series. They got all that shit. Mm. Um, oh, another thing I really liked about this season. Yes. Um, so this is because it's animated. Um, there was a while around the first year that Trump was elected that everyone was doing this bit 
where they had all their really despicable characters saying things that Trump had said just to be like, like this is where this is where those lines are supposed to come from. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened a lot. Um, and so in this part of the season, they had um, Lex Luthor doing that. Yeah. Um, and I assume because it's animation, they wrote it and were like, yeah, we're going to do this bit. <laughs> um, and it just took a little bit longer. So now three years later, you know, you have Lex Luthor being like, there are pe- good things on both sides, bad people on both sides. And like, he doesn't say grab him by the pussy or anything. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, other stuff. Hey, well, that's uh, season four, right? Yeah, yeah, they, got, right. they got room you to need, grow. You need somewhere to go, really. Uh, right, 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 right. Um, yeah, no, no. Uh, Cheetah comes out and he's like, grab her by the pussy. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and he looks at the camera and he's like, because she's a cat. You guys get it. Ha 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 ha! I'm Lex Luthor. <laughs> they like or am walk I? him off in cuffs. And shit. <laughs> yeah. I want to see that screenplay where he yeah, looks to camera, see, because you get it right. Ha ha ha! Excellent. Oh man. Um, so, all okay. right. I'll I'll watch that and lament that not happening on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. We'll we'll put it in our fanfic. Um, <laughs> we'll do it our way. Yeah, I'll link the I'll link the I'll put it in the description below. Um, no, but um, cool. So yeah, that's what I'm into. Uh, thank you guys for sharing what you're into. Uh, make sure to join us tomorrow. As I mentioned, Brian's going to be talking to us about military life and his whole career in the military and what his next steps are. We're going to ask him dumb questions. Um, so make sure to tune in for the main show. Um, thank you for tuning in for this. Let us know what you're into. You can do so at Missing Outcast, M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T. Um, and if you're listening to this, uh, you can either tell us what you're into or you can wish me a happy birthday. Ooh, oh my gosh. Wish that? me a happy birthday. It's today, it's the 23rd of September. Wow, well, happy oh my gosh. birthday. Thank Tommy. you. Wow. Aww. Time is a flat Send circle. It. It's it is. a flat circle. <laughs> uh, every day is my birthday. Um, so yeah, let us know what you're into. Um, you can also hit us up on our personal social media. Brian, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Bandries. That's B-A-N-D-R-I-E-S. Awesome. Lex, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Lex Michael. And you can find me at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Don't you wish me a happy birthday? Why don't you go on my social media and say happy birthday? Spell it with a U-R-F to birthday. Yeah, birthday. Welcome to birthday. (laughs) Anyways. Should have done that the whole episode. (laughs) Hey, guys. I wanted to save it to the end. Uh, I, wouldn't, I didn't want this to be about me. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're, you're a steward. Scholar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, we look forward to talking to you guys tomorrow. Um, and we hope you have a great Monday. Until then, bye. See ya. Day. Bye. Day. What is he trying to say? My bye. Day. Birthday. I'm frightened. <laughs> this is scary content. Unsubscribe. One of us. <laughs>